What's up, everyone? You are listening to the Rival and Queen podcast. We are back. It is 2021, Sarah. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. The first episode of a fresh new year. And Happy New Year to all our lovely listeners. I love them so much. I hope you guys are having the best start to January. So happy to be back. I'm so happy to be back. And we have so many exciting things coming this year. I just can't wait. What's exciting that's coming? I just feel like in love. Like I feel like <laughs> the slate. I we've talked about this before, Sarah. We're not huge on resolutions and kind of like setting all these things up because we're kind of more fluid. And I think those things just happen more often, maybe. I'm constantly evolving. And Ashley's constantly getting phone calls. She's so sought after in 2021. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I love it. it. We're starting it off with silent. excitement. It's my no. damn computer. But yeah, people are, someone's calling. Someone needs me. But no, I feel like it's a clean slate. Like I said, we don't really put too much pressure on like these resolutions all the time, which I kind of like, but it just feels like a clean new year. Fresh is how I feel about it. One thing I do though, even though I don't set resolutions so much, cause I'm just like, I've kind of moved away from that in my life in general, but I like to like think of a vibe or an energy I'm bringing forward into the year or, and I don't know whether it's, I think I'm bringing forward or if I think it's just like, I'm receiving, this will be the vibe of the year. Um, and so that's, what's your vibe? Tell us. Oh my God. It's so, well, for, it does feel clean. Like I did, I have like purged my spaces, which is really, really nice. I've enjoyed, I did like a three day clean and I took out garbage bags full of stuff from my space, which which is amazing. So it feels nice and fresh, but my vibe for this year is raising expectations and celebrating much more celebrations. Ooh, that's the vibe I for like me. That. That's so good. I mean, so why I will celebrate. Exactly. And I'll tell you, cause you'll probably be a part of this. I've got every full, I made a new Vista print calendar because you made me one. And I really liked it. So I've put every full moon in there. I've got every solstice and equinox met, marked. So we're celebrating everything. <laughs> every month. Amazing. You can educate <laughs> us along the way on the things that we should be celebrating and are not. Whatever you want. What is your vibe for this year, Ash? Tell me. I, this is kind of on the note, I think of the last, well, the solstice that happened of like anything's possible. And that's actually been my mantra for a long time is like kind of anything can happen is more so the one I use, but like anything's possible on that same note is like, literally it's I can just like do what try anything and just anything's possible if it doesn't work out whatever like that's kind of my mentality right now it's just like Ooh. go for it I love that I never actually put that and together coming together coming together I feel like I just want this year to be like you know we can actually like see people and come together at some point well that's a good vibe to take with you it's not it's your vibe it has more it's to do not, with and I didn't the energy even think of it, about it. it than the comes. Exactly. So mm-hmm. it's nice to embody these things. And then like I set reminders in my calendar to like reconnect with that feeling to see if it still suits me. Oh, I like throughout it. the year. You know, I like a little check-in. Big, big fan of check-ins. Mm-hmm. You've also um have you picked up any vibes from the book you're reading? Oh my God. I know I've been talking about this book. I'm not even done yet because I kind of got distracted. I'll tell you why it's what's well, called untamed by Glennon Doyle, which a lot of people are probably everyone love familiar. It's got like the most beautiful cover, bright, sparkly, but 
it was a really quick read to to the, about the halfway point, and it still is, but it's getting heavy. <laughs> like the last few chapters, I was trying to read one at the cottage, and I had to like put it down. I was like, "This is not my mood right now. It's too heavy." And uh, uh, Sierra was over the other day, and she saw it on my nightstand, a friend of ours, and she said the same thing. Like it gets like it gets intense. And I'm like, I'm at that intense point, but it's really interesting. I think that there's a lot of really um, thought provoking concepts she puts forward some really cool, um, like just stories. And I don't know, it's really interesting. I think that people should, should give it a read. I'm going to have to check it out because you've like sold me that it's gotten you excited on a vibe of like freedom. Well, it's just like chapter. Sometimes her chapters are three pages, which I kind of like. And you said that too, because then you can kind of be like, Oh, I'll just read one more and pick away at it really quickly. But Oh, now it's just in like this whole realm of like how we raise children and boys and like boys versus girls. Like it kind of gets into those um, like social concepts. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. We might have to do an episode on that. Yeah. I'd like that. Let's just get Glennon on and we can talk. (laughs) If anyone knows her, just connect us, please. We'd love that. (laughs) And speak well actually on that note I will tell you I was reading when I came back from Newfoundland so I was in Newfoundland for the holidays which was glorious no snow yet this year though but I still loved it I had a Christmas day fire instead um but when I came back I was like sad because I always feel sad leaving my family especially when we're all under one roof like it's so nice and leaving like my sister my mom and I'm reading this novel by the same author I read every year. He puts out a new book every year. I read it every year. Um, It's all about like the Holocaust generally is the theme. And I couldn't read it when I got back because I was already so sad. And I was like, this energy is so disturbing for me right now. And just like, I've now through it and I really like his books because they're they're quite accurate, but I'm with you on the vibe. Like you can't read stuff like that if you're not the headspace. I know you really, it's that set and setting thing. It's like, you have to be, ready to kind of like ingest those words and take it in and deal with them at the same time. And if you're not, yeah, I recommend don't, don't force it. No, I'm with you. But speaking of vibes and starting the year off, right. This episode is going to bring you all of the right vibes. So, so many good vibes. I'm still feels. Yes. I'm still like vibrating when I think about how great this episode is with Marika we have Marika Starr on. She's a local artist here in Halifax, and we just absolutely love her. She is so sweet. I think that you and I kind of were stalking her Instagram and some of her artwork for months before. And then we're like, why don't we, we need to talk to Marika just to find out more about her story and um, how she became such an incredible, incredible artist, which is I, so interesting. The story is so good. I know. I feel like, I just feel, yeah, you, you have like a soul connection with people. And I feel like Marika is one of those people and I freaking love it. We chat all the time. She's got such a lovely energy. So you yeah. guys are going to absolutely love this episode. Like Ash said, it's her telling us her story of how she basically went from being what she considered non-artistic to discovering herself as an artist and actually finding that as her channel for self-expression. So we cover, we bring together so many different topics, her coming out as a gay woman, dealing with mental health issues, finding where we find support systems also, and just like a ton of healing. Mm -hmm. And it might inspire someone else to not necessarily pick up a paintbrush, but maybe, or start writing or cooking, doing something that 
they might find therapeutic because that's really what art is for Marika, which is super um, interesting standpoint to kind of look at it that way. Not, not, not as like a job. I don't know. Sometimes I think of no, it's as like, that's a job, but she literally like, she lives to, to paint. Like that's her, she like can't live without it. Well, and I think you bring up a good point because in the episode, she does talk about how she actually had to set boundaries to keep this as like a form of such healing expression and things like that. So it's it's exactly. it, it's so great because it touches on all those things. And I will say she also inspired both of us to take up a painting class over the holidays. Oh, did we ever? <laughs> Very similar painting class. Um, yeah, Sarah and I both did a Yay Maker virtual paint event separately, um, two different classes, but I loved it and I really want to try it again. Well, I've already bought new canvases. So I did with my I mom have and more. my sister. I have some extras. I may, well, let's, let's line it up. It. I'm yeah. into it. We'll let you guys know when we do it so you can join if you want. But I will tell you, I did it with my mom and my sister who are both actually talented painters. So <laughs> what are you saying, my Sarah? sister was horrified when she saw my, she's like, oh my God, can I fix this for you? Yours was still beautiful. Oh, it was, I, it was just like so funny, like attention to detail. Like they are talented. I was just like making drinks in the background all night. Anyways. <laughs> anyway, well, maybe we need to do a more abstract painting class together mm, because we can just kind of like pour our, our heart into whatever comes in, uh, comes of it. We'll bring Marika in too. Ooh, now my alarm's going off. Okay, we've nailed this one. <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> All right, guys. If you want to connect with in, with Marika on Instagram, you can find her at Marika Star. We'll tag it in the show notes. And Star has two R's. And you can also look at her work at her online gallery, which is sachiart.com slash Marika Star. S-A-A-T-C-H-I is how you spell Sachi. So we'll tag it all. Everything will be in the show notes. Yeah. And don't forget to follow us, like us on Instagram, YouTube. And if you're feeling extra generous, give us a review. We love, love hearing from you guys. We hope you enjoy this episode. Sarah and I have been big fans for a while. We've been following you on Instagram, Marika. So we're so excited that you're here with us today. So welcome. Thank you. I'm super pumped about this. This is my first yeah. time doing something like this. What? Oh my yeah. gosh. We're your first podcast. This Very first. And probably only. <laughs> you guys are special though. I've been following you guys for a while. So I like your stuff. I feel like if anybody else asked me, I'd be like, hmm. Now, <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. but thank when you. you guys asked, I was like, "This is pretty cool," and I feel like you guys are just like two queens, so it's it's awesome. We lo- I'm well, happy and- to be a part of it. <laughs> you are also a queen. This is why you're here. We love this. <laughs> this is true. No, we've literally been following you and sharing some of your feedback and forth between Sarah and I personally being like, this is so incredible. Look at this. She can sing like all these things. So we're so excited <laughs> to kind of like dive into more about you and how you got started as an artist and um, what you've been up to. Oh, well, where do I start? Should I start with how I became an artist? Let's start with that. Let's start at the beginning okay. because uh, at the beginning. well, I was never, I wasn't always an artist. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't find this passion until I was in like my early 20s. I was in my first year of college at NSCC and I was taking um, screen arts program 
So we like learned all about like film and television. And one of my classes was actually set design. And I was terrified because I was like, I'm gonna have to draw in this class and like design sets and paint and stuff. And I don't know how to do that. I'm gonna fail. It's gonna be horrible. And I'm never gonna get into the film world. And I, at the time was following a really uh, popular LA based uh, TV director named Norman Buckley. And I ended up connecting with his then husband, David Whaley, at the same time um, on Twitter. And me and David actually connected more than Norman and I. And um, so that to bring, it's, it's, it's stories and stories. So we love it. When I was at college, um, I was in the closet and it was such a like just a stressful time for me first year of college I have all these assignments and all that done like to do and I remember it was like before Christmas break so it's like hectic time and I have this secret that I've been holding in my whole life and I'm terrified to to tell anybody that's around me I'm extremely depressed and at that point David and I had been talking quite a bit on Twitter just because he would like critique my art projects and stuff for me and give me um give me some tips and whatnot so um I felt he just felt safe even though I had never met him like they lived in California so I'd never met him before we just talked through uh Twitter and I messaged him it was just kind of like okay I just need to tell somebody kind of thing it wasn't planned and I remember I was in the common area of the the college on the big iMac and I'm typing away and I I sent him an email and I was like is it cool if I just like talk to you about something I'm kind of in a situation where I need somebody to talk to you didn't think this man was going to respond to me at all (laughs) and within like two minutes he responded it was like yeah absolutely and I just remember sitting at that desk tears coming down my face strangers walking by me and I remember just typing out the words I'm gay and I remember when I pressed send, I was like, oh my gosh, it's real now. Because this whole, I never even said it to myself. That's how in the closet I was. I was right. just like, I didn't want to yeah. be gay. I didn't, like, I wanted to be normal at that time. That was in my head. It was just like, why me? Why do I have to be this way? And so when I sent him that email, I was like, there's no going back. <laughs> I just told another person this secret and he emailed me back right away. And the first thing he said to me was, I knew it. And he was just like, there was just something about your energy, the things you speak out for. He's like, you, you speak out for so many different causes and you speak up for so many different people. He's like, I just knew it. He's, he's like, I don't know how I just knew it. (laughs) And um, he ended up convincing me to like, like tell my family and he was just like you know if your mom is this person that you that you say she is she's she's not gonna treat you any different and he's like most likely she already knows (laughs) (laughs) and um so that day uh, at the time I had a cousin that was also going to NSCC so we would carpool together and I was waiting for her to get out of class and uh so we we get in her car (laughs) And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I got to tell her because we're extremely close as well. And she actually has uh, an older brother who's gay. So 
I'm sitting there and I'm like, I had to tell you something. <laughs> I was like, this will be my start. <laughs> and I remember I, I turned down her radio and she's like, what's going on? And I just broke into tears. <laughs> that was just my go-to thing, just crying yeah. the whole time. And she's like, what's going on? She thought like I was sick or something. And I was like, I'm gay. And she's the first thing she said to me was, why are you crying about that? Like, she was just like, that is so beautiful. Like, why would you be afraid to tell me? Like, she's like, you realize my brother's gay, right? Like, and I was like, I know. But when you're in the closet, there is like, there's no way to describe it. You just never know the feeling unless you're in the, in the, in that situation. And also being a closeted woman, I spent many years like online, like on YouTube, watching people come out to their families and not having the greatest, you know, ending to that. I've seen people be disowned by parents. And so in my mind, it was just the, the possible, like the most worst thing that could happen. That was what was in my mind for every person that I told. I was just like, I'm going to be disowned by this person. This person's not going to want to be my friend anymore. It was just like, inside like anxious mind I have a very anxious mind so I go to like the worst possible thought so that was a really good thing and and then of course she was like well you have to tell your mom so I was like well I can't do it today like (laughs) I've already told two people she's like no we're doing this today like I'm gonna come with you I'll come to your house and like I'll be there with you so we get home to my house my mom wasn't even home at the time um she was still at work but she she ended up coming home and my cousin's like sitting there, like giving me the looks, like, come on, like do it. And I was like, mom, like, can you come over here and sit down? And she's like, okay, what's, what's going on? And I'm like, I just start like getting giddy. Like when I'm uncomfortable, I like start to laugh. And I was just like, I have something to tell you. And I just, I, it took me so long to get it out. And the first thing my mom was like, are you pregnant? And I was like, nope <laughs> you don't have to worry about that <laughs> um but yeah I, I ended up of course breaking down into tears again crying and and I told her and first thing she said was okay like yeah I know <laughs> I was just kind of waiting for you to be ready to come out yourself and then after that ended up telling my stepdad and then I called my sister and I told her and at the time I told my friends and everybody's response was just so loving and welcoming and understanding and accepting and completely opposite of what I had imagined. (laughs) So I I'm very lucky to Mm. have the people in my life that I have for sure, because I, I mean, I have other family members who are also gay or lesbian or whatnot, and they didn't have the same experiences I have. So I'm very grateful for having such safe people uh in my life but that was kind of how I met David (laughs) he helped me he helped me on such a huge part of my life honestly like I I thank him so much even to this day because if it wasn't for him I probably would not be out of the closet right now or I probably would not be here (laughs) um so uh, yeah, and and with David, I remember just feeling so free after that, and and we we ended up talking even more after that because 
we just became closer and I just felt like he was so safe. And he was also uh, an LA based abstract artist out uh, in, in California. So I remember we had a conversation one day and I was always that person. People would ask me how I feel. And it was always like, I'm fine, but like inside I'm not, but I didn't know how to like translate that. And mm-hmm. I remember we had a conversation one day and I was telling him, like, I have a really hard time expressing how I feel. And it got to a point where like, I just felt all of these emotions were just building up inside of me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how to release that. And he was actually the one that encouraged me to try expressing myself through art. He's like, you don't have to have a plan. He's like, just sketch something or paint something, color something. He's like, just just try it. So I was like, okay. <laughs> so I went to Dollarama the same day we had this conversation, got a couple canvases, got some paint, got some brushes, went home, had no idea what I was going to do, sat on my floor in my bedroom, and just started painting. I just remember taking tubes of paint, splattering it everywhere, taking my hands. I was finger painting. I was doing all these different things. And it felt, I just remember the feeling. I, I just felt, I could feel myself getting lighter. Like it was just like so much weight was just being lifted off of my body. And I just felt so good about it. And I was like, Ooh, like this is fun. And I just, from that moment, I just didn't stop painting. I've been painting ever since. And that was back in, I believe 2014 is when I started like to dabble in painting. And then um, a lot of what I was doing was abstract expressionist work. So a lot of different colors, a lot of different textures, a lot of different, you know, splatters, drips, stuff like that, brush strokes. And um, and then I started to share my stuff on Instagram. At the time, I, I would share basically everything on my Instagram. But I was like, you know what, like, let's just see what people think. <laughs> and I didn't think anybody, I thought people were going to comment and be like, what is this? Did a two-year-old do it? Like... Rika, what are you doing over there? And to my surprise, a lot of people actually liked what I was doing. And so I would just, whatever I was working on, I would just share it. It didn't matter. Like at that point, I wasn't even selling anything. I wasn't even thinking about selling work. I was literally just doing it to express everything that was going on in here and in here. Right. um, I remember I started um, I started going to the library and getting just art books, different like how to sketch, how to paint, and and then I got some about like some really famous artists like back in the day kind of thing. Trying to be all like, ooh, I'm an artist. Like, let's learn the history. <laughs> Didn't really stay on the history part for very long. Not gonna lie, uh, it just wasn't what interests me I just wanted to paint I didn't want to be like one of those famous artists I was just like nah let's just learn how to sketch let's let's learn how to like use different paint brushes and stuff like that and then I also would go onto YouTube and I would just watch other artists paint just abstract stuff and learning how to do different techniques and, and learning how to use different materials and I learned 
a lot of artists, there's a lot of artists that are like acrylic based or watercolor based or oil based. And I was kind of like, I started off with acrylic, but then I was kind of like, well, I don't really want to just stay with acrylic. Like, why can't I put watercolor on a painting with acrylic paint? You know, like I felt like every person that I was looking up to or like learning from, nobody was doing stuff like that. And then that's when I learned about mixed media art because I was just like, I want to like use this wood filler that I found up in my dad's shelf and like add some texture here and just, just have fun with it. Mm. And so then I started dipping into doing mixed media and that's where like, I've been doing mixed media now probably for the majority of like me painting I know now a lot of my work, a lot of people notice the texture yeah. on my paintings. So visible. Um, and I, my mom will kill me if I don't mention this. She was the one who actually <laughs> encouraged me to add texture onto my paintings early on. Shout out and to mom. When mom I started no. doing that, mom knows best, right? They know what's right. <laughs> and when I started doing that, I was like, wow, like I love... I love the way this looks. I love the way this feels. I'm one of those artists, like, there's some days I will just paint with my hands. And it's something about feeling the paint. Mm. I also deal with anxiety. And that's another thing with, with painting I find has been very helpful with my anxiety. And there are moments where I feel really anxious and I just need, I just need to paint. And if I don't have a brush near me, I will literally take my hands, put them in my paint jar and just smush my hands, get a canvas and just go, go for it. And I don't know what it is, but I can literally feel my body calming down just from That's the touch so of paint. Like it, I know it might sound really like out there, but it, it doesn't, it's really, it's a thing. <laughs> like it is it is that thing for me it's just it it helps to calm me it's just like meditation you know doing breath work it's the same kind of thing it's like if I take um medication you know I I I'm very open about you know my mental health I deal with depression and anxiety so I am on medication for both and painting is another form of medicine for me in in that way um I've had people ask like why do I paint? And my answer to that would be because I need to. Like, right. I actually need to paint. Like, a writer needs to write, a dancer needs to dance, a singer needs to sing, a chef needs to cook. I need to paint. Like, my mental health needs me to paint. Mm. And especially, and even like, especially this year, I mean, it's been so hard for everybody um, mentally. Yeah, emotionally, probably physically, all of it. So lately, I've been kind of just throwing myself into into doing that. But yeah, it's it is a form of medicine, and I I have David Whaley to thank for that for introducing me into that world because I honestly wouldn't have without him. I don't think I would have even given myself a, a shot at right. trying a new hobby because I mean I took art 
in elementary and junior high. But when I got to high school, I took every other creative class and I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do art because I can't draw. I can't do that stuff. Like, no, I'll take music. I'll take drumline, choir, all that stuff. But now I'll skip out on, on art. So I really don't think that I would have found this if it wasn't for that man who is, I believe, my guardian angel now. (laughs) I was just going to say, this man is like an incredible, such an incredible mentor to you and like an angel who has guided you. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately he passed away. Um, But I, I feel him with me all the time, especially when I'm painting, which is incredible to me because we never got to meet in person. But it's, it's just goes to show like how powerful energies are, you know, well, you don't have. Oh, sorry. Keep going. No, you, I, I just mean like, you don't have to actually meet someone in person to, to feel their energy and to actually like connect. I think and it's just impact, really beautiful. Like, he impacted your life in two huge, huge ways and was yeah. essentially not a stranger, but not someone that was like, you know, in your community or anything. Right. Yeah. And I think you, I mean, you shared this with us before, but your bond was obviously very special to him as well. And he shared that with his husband. Yeah. Um, when he passed away, it was like, it was literally a shock to my system. I felt like I had lost Mm -hmm. a best friend. I remember the moment I found out that he passed away. Um, Norman had actually made a public post on his Facebook and I was at work. I remember I had just got off of work and I'm on Facebook and I'm reading it, but it's not registering what I'm reading. Right. And when it hit me, I was just like, oh my gosh. And I remember my mom and my cousins had picked me up that day because we were we were going to like a track field or whatever. And I remember getting into the car and I just broke down and my mom was like, what's going on? And I was like, David died. Like he's gone. And I didn't, I didn't learn more about like what had happened until later on. Um, I had spoken with, with um, Norman, his husband, and he, at the time he, he was just like, you know, David, he really loved you. And um, I, I want to help you in any way that I can, when it comes to your artwork, he's like, I don't know anything about art. Like that was David's thing. But like, I have somebody that I would love to connect you to that could help you in that, in that way. And so he connected me with um, Anitra Keys, who used to manage David. And her and I had a few video chats. And she is actually, she is now my mentor, <laughs> who uh, actually helped me to get my Saatchi account up and running on Saatchi Art, which is an online gallery that I sell. I also sell my work through. And um, she kind of, she showed me the business side of things, which I was just like, huh? Like I have to, I have to do this part. Like I just want to paint. But then Mm -hmm. once people started actually wanting to buy my work, which also shocked me because I was like, I didn't think I was that good that people <laughs> wanted to like buy you my are. stuff. They're beautiful. <laughs> and um, I remember when I first, I remember the first time someone asked me if I would sell them a painting. I think I sold it for like 20 bucks. 
<laughs> and I, had, starts, I didn't know though. anything about like how much you're supposed to sell paintings for and like calculating the amount of hours you put in and how much mm-hmm. money you go I wasn't thinking about that stuff. I was just like, eh, 20 bucks, I guess. Yeah, sure. I was just happy somebody wanted to buy something I painted. And once I met with Anitra, she was like, no, 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 we're not, we're not selling paintings for 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't be doing that, Marika. You can't be giving your stuff away. And I'm such a giver anyway. Like, I. Yes. To this day, like there, there are times where like I'll just give somebody a piece, a piece because in that moment I just feel like it's meant for them. Uh-huh. And I'll just I don't care. Like I make art because I need to, but also because it's just something that I love to do. So the fact that I can yes make money from it, it's great. But I I also like to help people. Like I'm a helper. I I'm also <laughs> Well, that's a whole other story. Maybe I should wait before I talk about my actual job. Well, I don't know how sweet. like I don't <laughs> no, know no. how like editing works. No, this is great. This. But but it's you so do cool. you have another job and you do help people for a living as well. Yeah, I'm a CCA, so I, I work in home care and I followed in my mom's footsteps. Um I I always wanted to do a job where I helped others. I just didn't know like what that was gonna be. And when my, this is also another story. I have a lot of stories within stories. I hope just keep telling us. We love them. We just love listening to you. Back in 2005, my sister was in a really bad car accident. She was hit by a drunk driver. And uh, yeah, her and two of her friends were hit by a drunk driver. Um, She and the drunk driver were the only survivors. And she suffered from a, a brain injury and a traumatic brain injury and she also she had a broken hip and and for like she was in a coma for seven days and she oh had to go gosh. through rehab and my sister had to learn how to re-walk read write all of that again and so when she when she was in the hospital and in rehab and then when we finally got to bring her home me and my mom did a lot of the help like helping her and you know helping her in and out of baths and helping her get dressed and and whatnot and um I think that's what inspired my mom to become a a CCA because she had spent so much time doing that for my sister and when that happened I was like 14 I think so um obviously I wasn't thinking about like career-wise but later on like, I always just knew, like, I want to do something to help others. But what is that going to be? I have no idea. And <laughs> I went through all these phases of, like, trying to figure out my life, going to college for three years. That never happened. Nothing with that ever happened. Because the, the year I graduated, the film credit here went down and everybody was, like, moving away. And I was like, I can't move away. Like, I don't have a job right now. I like, I don't have any money. I can't move to like a big city without without a plan. And so I actually ended up between like painting for fun, making some extra money here and there. um, I ended up working with an uncle of mine who owns a photography studio, Adams Photography. Uh, And I worked with him on and off for a few, a few years, actually quite a few years. And 
at one point I actually did like freelance photography I ended up like <laughs> who are yeah, you I what ended up like learning <laughs> learning about photography from him working with him and um ended up doing some like freelance got really into like doing photography got cameras and would shoot like all the time and that became something that was really therapeutic for me as well um but then of course you know life you get to a point when you're like okay I gotta figure out what I'm actually gonna do with my life I had even between there I had worked at a daycare at one point in a kitchen at a daycare and then when I really sat and thought about it I was like you know what I think I want to work in healthcare. I think I would really like to like be a CCA like my mom and everybody always told me like I should work with kids because I'm a big kid and yeah you have like a very jovial spirit and like yes even I, just I, I have chatting. a lot of like little cousins and stuff so I'm always around kids but after working in a daycare <laughs> a lot of energy I was kind of like well, maybe I should go to the to the generation. <laughs> I don't blame um, you. <laughs> so yeah, I ended up going to school for um, the CCA program for 11 months. And then I started working at my job that I'm at now. Uh, last last year, I started working, I believe it was November, September, November, something like that. And, and then 2020 came. And yeah. mm-hmm. January 31st, I had a car accident. Delivering a piece of art? Delivering a piece of art. I was actually delivering the Kobe Bryant piece that I had did. And uh, I was like two minutes away from where I was supposed to be. And I got T-boned on my side of the car. And I injured my my knee. I got whiplash. I don't, I still to this day don't know if I hit my head, but I do deal with migraines weekly now. So that was a really, that was a shock to, to my life. Um, and it, funny enough, I remember once the shock kind of came down when I was in, like I'm stuck in my car. And I remember saying, is the painting okay? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just was like, is my painting okay? Because like, my client was waiting like I was on my way oh, there my I'm I sure they would have like understood messaging and I was just like I'm so sorry I was just in a car accident I'm on my way to the hospital I'm gonna have to bring you your painting like another day and he was like oh my gosh Marika like don't worry about it like go and make sure that like you're okay and I was just yes. like okay <laughs> You're but so just want you to know that the painting's fine <laughs> <laughs> but yeah funny enough I got in an accident while delivering a, a piece, and unfortunately, I've been off of work since then, and I'm coming up to almost a year of being off of work. Wow. So it's been it's been a time because I was I was on quarantine before COVID got here. Yeah, and then when COVID got here, I was like, oh, I'm really on quarantine now. <laughs> so mentally, it was very hard because. I was dealing with my car accident, not knowing what was going to happen. Like I went from like having all these plans for my life this whole year to one moment. Now I don't have a car. I'm injured. 
I'm off of work. I have no idea how long I'm going to be off of work for. I remember going into my doctor the next day and I was like, so I took Monday off. And she was like, no, you're going to be off for a while. Like this is, this is serious. And I I was just really anxious. And yeah. I had that, I had a lot of why me moments. I was just like, I'm a good person. I try to do my best. Like why why me? Why did I have to be in an accident? Like I had all these plans that I wanted to like work towards and all of that was stopped just by one other person's poor choice. Mm -hmm. And for a long stretch, there was about four months. I actually went without an income just because dealing with like insurance and like disability, I had to like do all these applications and wait to hear back from things. So I was really like stressed out because for one, my injuries were like at that point really bad to the point where like I couldn't sit long enough or comfortably to paint because that was always my go-to. If I needed mm-hmm. extra money, I'll do a painting, I'll sell right. a painting. That'll help pay some like one bill, whatever. And at the time I couldn't do it. So I was just like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And luckily, like, I still live at home with with my parents who are wonderful. And I always say like, it's the cheapest rent I'm ever going to have. So I'm going to soak it all in while I can. (laughs) But at the time, like, they were just like, don't worry about giving us money. Like, just worry about like your healing. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, no, like I need to contribute. You know, I need to, I need to do something. And that was a really hard four month period. I was Mentally, I was extremely low. I, I, for one, there wasn't much I could do. A lot of my independence was taken away from me. So like, I didn't have a car, couldn't go anywhere. Too anxious at that point to even want to drive. Yeah. (laughs) Then, you know, I, like at that point, I wasn't even able to do the dishes. I couldn't even stand up long enough to stand and do the dishes. That's how bad it was. So mentally, I remember I would spend days in my bed in the dark like all day that was just where I was and 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 having the one thing that I always reached for whenever I was going through something I couldn't even paint like that was I I I just felt like you know what just take me out at this point because (laughs) like this is the one thing that helps me and I can't even do that because of my injury Mm-hmm. so luckily you know everything with insurance was all taken care of and I started getting like an income every month um through that uh but slowly even though I was told not to rush into it I was just like I need to I need to express myself so I'm just gonna slowly start to paint again <laughs> and I would some days I would just like paint for 10 minutes even if it was just 10 minutes that was enough for me to just like bring my mood from being way down here to up here it's not a lot but it mattered and so I would do that every day and I kind of added five more minutes each day Mm. and the the more that I could kind of figure out positioning and and whatnot I was like you know what I think I'm going to just like do a painting tomorrow like just sit and do like a full painting and I ended up, I can't remember, I can't remember what it was that I painted. Oh, I started a series 
I did a series. I think you guys may have seen it. It was an abstract series, black yeah. and white. And it was kind of just like me putting all my, my darkness Your on the canvas. <laughs> um, and I, it was, it was so freeing because for those like four or five months, I had so much emotions built up in me. And when I was able to let all of that out, man, it felt good. And those pieces are a lot darker than what most people would be used to when it comes to my work. If, if you've seen some of my other abstracts, I use a lot of color. I tend to use like a lot of different colors, things that pop. And this was just very dark. And I, and part of me at the time, I was like, I wonder what people are going to think because they're not used to seeing me with such dark work. And then I got to a point where I was like, Marika, who cares? Yes. Who cares what people think? If they don't like it, that's fine. I didn't make it for them. This was simply like, this was purely for me, just letting it all out. And I learned that that is such an important mindset to have, especially as an artist, because I mean, now more people are, are finding my Instagram. They're, they're learning more about my artwork. So I know that I do pieces. I'm sure when people see a piece, they can recognize like, oh, that's Marika's work. Definitely. I guess I have a kind of style, I guess you mm-hmm. would say. And sometimes I would find myself being like, this, this piece is different than what like I usually do. Like, I wonder, like, are people going to like this? And then I was like, Marika, like, why are you questioning this? Like, why, like, why are you even painting? First of all, that's the first question. And it's like, am I painting to please other people? Or am I painting to help heal myself? Mm, right. <laughs> and I went back to that girl who just came out of the closet and found this passion for painting and was painting just for herself. And it got back to that point of like, I need to get back to that. I need to get back to that girl who just painted what I wanted to paint, painted how I felt. And it didn't have to make sense to anybody else. As long as it made sense to me, even if it doesn't make sense to me, as long as I get it out, that's the most important thing. And that was also a big reason why I had to really sit down and question commissions. Yes. So I once, once I started selling more work and people started like getting familiar with, with what I do, I had more and more people wanting work done. And at, at the time, like, you know, when, when you need money, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do to survive. Mm-hmm. So I was taking on every commission request. I didn't care what it was. I didn't care what the subject matter was. It was just like, can you do this? Like, I would really love this. Sure. I'll do it for you. No problem. Like, and I was getting extra money and it felt really good when, when you're getting money, it's coming and it's coming in regularly. It's hard to like, yeah, it's hard to, (laughs) it's hard to slow down from that. Yeah. And when I, when I was in that first, the first like four or five months within my, my recovery from my accident, I had gotten to a place where I was like, I just need to paint just to make money. Like, and especially after like COVID 
hit and we didn't, nobody knew what was going to happen. I was just like, okay, I gotta, I gotta make as much extra money as I possibly can because like, we just never know. And it got to a point where I got so burnt out that I wasn't enjoying painting anymore. And every time someone would message me and, and ask if I could paint something, I'd say, yeah, sure. But I'd have a blank canvas in front of me for like two weeks and I had no inspiration or motivation to start it. And even before my accident, like a couple of years, I, I had been going back and forth between like about whether or not I should put commissions on hold. And like I said, when you're getting money, it's it's great. I had my job plus I was getting extra money. It was just like, yeah, man, I'm balling. <laughs> but my passion wasn't there. And I remember being like, Marika, you you don't even want to paint. Like there there were days where like I would wake up and I would dread having to paint something for somebody because That's crazy. Yeah, and 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 I literally and I remember there were actually times where like, because when I do take on commissions, I do take a deposit. Um, it's non it's a non-refundable deposit. You pay half before I start the piece, half when it's finished. And there were actually a couple of times where I sent the money back because wow. I was just like, it. I had to be, first of all, I had to be true to myself. And I knew that if I wasn't enjoying what I was creating, I wasn't creating my best work. But mm -hmm. then I also didn't want to give somebody a half-assed <laughs> painting that, you know, that means something to them that they're paying for. So there were a couple of times where I had to make that tough decision and just be like, you know what, I'm really sorry, but I'm just not in a place where I can do this right now. And luckily people have been so understanding in that sense. But it do you ever go back and revisit those ones that like you push to the side for commissions like do you feel open to them later down the road or is it just kind of um, like, no honestly no <laughs> and I think I, now where I have put commissions on hold because I put commissions on hold a few months ago mm -hmm. I made the decision I actually was just like hit record I made a video posted it on my Instagram because I was like there's no going back once you post it so I was just like, all right, it's out there. Everybody knows commissions are on hold. And once I got that freedom back and I, I wasn't stuck in this little box of doing things a certain way or using certain colors or, you know, not being like as, how would I describe it? Like crazy. Cause sometimes when I look at my own work, I'm like, Ooh, that's kind of a crazy piece. Marika, like, what were you going through there? But like, sometimes it's like, there were, sometimes when you're working with clients, there are people who are very particular. Totally. And not having to stay inside that box. Oh my gosh, you guys. Your I heart was wasn't literally, I, I just remember like, I was going to Michael's constantly getting canvases and I was just painting. I didn't have any plans. I was just like, this just feels good to just like use this color paint that I haven't used in months, <laughs> like just to get it on canvas. Like it just felt so good. And I also had a lot of ideas of people and things that I've wanted to paint for the last few years, but I never had the time to do it because I 
at the time, like I was in school. And then, you know, of course, in school, I had exams every week. So I didn't have time yeah. to go home and spend the night taking. I had to like study and do homework. And then I got my job. And by the time I get off of work, I don't want to do anything but get a shower, <laughs> eat, and put my feet up. So getting that freedom back felt amazing. And I literally, I felt like that that young, like 21-year-old woman who just like discovered her love of painting. That's how I felt again. It was Aww. like, yes, that that same feeling. It was like, yay, like there's no rules. I'm not following anybody's rules. I'm not doing anything a particular way. It's just painting what I feel, painting what I'm thinking, letting all my frustrations out. Like it, it was just, it was what I needed. And I knew because of how I felt that that was the best, that was the best decision that mm -hmm. I could have made with putting commissions on hold. Like authentic to, to what you want to do. Yeah. Cause I mean, when nowadays I try to make decisions more about how I feel than what I think, because if I'm thinking about something, yeah. I could go back and forth a million times before I make the decision. Mm -hmm. but when I feel it in my gut and I'm like this feels good that's how I know like I didn't make a mistake this is what I needed to do and yeah that's how I felt when I put commissions on hold and I mean I a part of me felt bad because obviously I had people who had been waiting I yeah. had like a wait list of people that wanted to get things done but at the time I was like I have to do what's best for me because mm -hmm. I had a lot going on. I had my recovery. I had COVID. And then I also had like Black Black Lives Matter movement that brought up a lot of triggers for me that mm -hmm. I didn't realize I was still holding on to. Mm -hmm. And my mental health, it just came down to my mental health. Mm -hmm. And yeah. what I needed to keep that in a healthy place. And so, yeah, I, I'm a person, like I said before, I'm a giver. And I like to help other people. And sometimes that means I tend to put others before myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm a cancer. So it's just <laughs> kind of how we are. <laughs> and that was like the first time in a while that I made a decision for me. And I put myself first. I made myself the priority. And it feels feels so good. It feels mm -hmm. so good. And I, I still get people that will message and ask like, oh, like, do you think you'll do commissions anytime soon? And my answer is always, I have no idea when I'm going to take on commissions again. I have no <laughs> idea if I'm going to take on commissions again, because right now I feel really good doing what I want to do. Bringing awesome. my ideas that I've had for the last two, two, three years, bringing them to life just feels so good. Just doing what I want. <laughs> I love it That's so much. So empowering. I love all of it too, because it feels like just through what you're talking about, like it's such a heartfelt process, like a heartful process for you, but it's like just your genius expressing yourself because like you said, you showed up here just from trying to express yourself, but your artwork is incredible. And that's what I find so amazing about this is it's truly like a, it is an expression of your heart and just to see where you've come from just picking up some paints one day thanks to David <laughs> the dollar store. yeah <laughs> yeah to 
you know, the mixed medium, like really following kind of your nudges and even now like putting those commissions on hold and then seeing yourself light up again. That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's the best decision that I've made this year. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> the best decision I've made in 2020. One of the questions I had for you, Marika, and like perfect for this topic is what are the projects that you're working on now? Can you tell us anything right about now, what's in your mind? Well, I would show you <laughs> my space, <laughs> but it's uh, it's just very chaotic. So I'd be really embarrassed to show you guys. But I have, <laughs> I, I recently, you guys may have seen, if you saw my stories, I recently got more like big, big canvases. Michael's had a Black Friday sale. So I took advantage of that. And I was lucky enough to get two really big canvases because everything was like going like crazy. And um, I have an idea um, for my really big, big one. I have a 40, 40 by 60 inch canvas that's on my easel right now. And um, Daenerys Targaryen. Stop. Wow. Stop. I love it. I... <laughs> absolutely love I mean I've told you guys before I love Amelia Clark and Daenerys is just a queen I'm not gonna even like I just pretend the last season never happened whatever I was pissed at the writers <laughs> who wasn't pissed yeah, at the writers right right terrible but she's just like seeing her journey in that show where she started off to where like before the last season <laughs> It's just so powerful. And seeing mm -hmm. a woman, I mean, I don't know. It's just like, I'm just like, yeah, like you're badass. You are the mother of dragons. You are the unburned. You are the Khaleesi, like queen. She is bad queen. She is the queen. And I've wanted to do a Game of Thrones painting for a long time. I just never really knew what I wanted to do. And mm -hmm. the more I was watching the show, I was like, Daenerys. Well, and that's like what I'm wondering, because like, how do you then decide? Like, so you have this inspiration, you want to do Daenerys, Game of Thrones, but then like, how do you actually decide what goes on the canvas? Like, where does that well, idea come from? A lot of the time, like with, with the paintings I've done, like you guys have seen like the musicians and stuff that I've done. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of those just come from... Um, their influences a lot of them I grew up listening to like as a teen and just having like an impact on my life in those moments and kind of going back into those moments and because I just love them as artists and I appreciate their art um but when it comes down to like what image I use I, I go through google a lot and just look at a lot of different reference photos and just go with again how I feel about mm -hmm. like there there are some some pictures that I find that are really nice pictures, but I'm like mm, I don't think I could like execute that the way that I would like to. So mm -hmm. we'll, we'll use something else. And then I have moments where I've had moments where I've chosen a reference photo, and I've painted it on a canvas, didn't like it, so I painted over. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. another thing, like. I know I post a lot of pieces um, like pretty close together. Sometimes it's like, I'm kind of quiet on my social media. And then all of a sudden I'm just like, post and post a new painting, new painting, new painting. But 
a lot of what people don't see that's a lot of me making mistakes and not liking what I've done and a lot of painting over my paintings have a lot of layers <laughs> mm-hmm. a lot of layers because sometimes the, the reference photo that I pick it's just not working for me and I thought it was going to work out, but the way I'm feeling about it now, it's like, no, nah, I don't really like it. So then I'll take paint and I'll just paint over it. And then I'm like, all right, let's, let's find another, another reference photo and let's see how this goes. And then there's a lot of moments of swearing and <laughs> wanting to just throw the towel because I'm like, I've messed up on this thing way too many times. I'm just going to quit. And then I put the canvas in a corner and it'll be there sometimes for months before I even go back and continue working on it. Some pieces that I've done, like that I've completed, some of them taken months before I've like completed them. And a lot of people don't know that because I'm just, I just post the finished pieces, but there are canvases that I've had sitting on my wall for the last couple of years that I just haven't gone back (laughs) and finished. (laughs) Because sometimes I'm just like, I feel inspired to do it. And sometimes I'm like, maybe that's, you know, at that time in my life, yeah, I was feeling this way. But right now I'm feeling good. So like, I want to just erase that. I don't even want to think about that time and start fresh. So yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff that goes through. But for the most part, like, I don't try to plan as much. Like, I don't try to plan out my paintings that much just because if I do and it doesn't come out the way that I see it in my head, I get more frustrated. So I just try to go with the flow of things. I don't like, for instance, Daenerys. I know I'm going to paint her. I have no idea what image I'm going to use. I started re-watching the show. So I've been, I've watched it on my phone. So like, there are shots from the show that like I will screen record so that I can get a good image of her face. Cause I'm like, Ooh, I like, I like the way she looks here or whatnot. Cause sometimes if you go on like Google, you can't really find good shots from the show that like have a lot of detail. So like, I just go back and rewatch things. And then I save, I have like a folder on my computer and it's like all Daenerys and it's the different seasons and basically like the different times of her character and her growth and her journey. And I, I, so I didn't cool. tell anybody this, but I'm probably going to end up doing like a series of her. Oh my God. Um, People are going to go crazy for these. Yeah. Like, Surprise. Sarah, Sarah's going to have one hanging over her bed. <laughs> the mother of dragons. Yeah. Maybe we'll God, put it out in the, out in the universe there that will one day get a rival and queen commission. <laughs> Ooh, I would love to do that. I would do a commission for you guys. <laughs> we love it. Everybody's going to be like, oh, that's not fair. Well, oh they God. can start I'm their the own boss. podcast and befriend you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think I've been thinking about it a lot. And because I've gone back and actually like re- I'm rewatching the show and all the different seasons and just seeing her at these different points. I'm like, oh, I want to paint her at this point. And then I'm like, oh, but I want to paint her at this point. So I'm like, I think I might just do a series and it'll just be like her growth. An embodiment of her. Yeah, I'm going to have a room full of Daenerys Targaryen. (laughs) I don't know where all these paintings are going yet because (laughs) my my painting space is my bedroom. Not a very big (laughs) space. 
And recently I've just been buying really big canvases. So I don't really have a plan. <laughs> but we I'm just love gonna that. go. <laughs> yes. Exactly. This is what I love. It's such a soulful process for you. You're like, I'm just feeling it. Yeah. Well, when I feel good about something, I just go with it. I don't think about it, which is really good for me because I'm an overthinker. So when I can just go with the flow with something, I know, all right, Marika, you're doing it. Like you're doing the damn thing. (laughs) Amazing. And I've also been, because I know when I talked to you guys before you had, you had been looking on like my Saatchi account and I know on my Instagram, a lot of what I share now is a lot of portraits more than anything, but I also do a lot of abstract expressionism pieces. And, um, I've actually like, I went back and cleaned up my Instagram because before it was just all chaotic, but I have a lot of like older abstract pieces that I think I'm going to start sharing again, just so people can see, like, I don't just do portraits. Cause I think, I think a lot of people do think that I only do portraits just because it's obviously it's mm. all that I've been really sharing, but I would like to show my abstract work as well because that's that's actually like my favorite. Is <laughs> Those it? are my favorite paintings to do just because I feel like it's really a part of me on the canvas. Mm. It's like my expression. feelings, my thoughts my experiences it's a part of me like if someone gets a abstract piece from me they're taking a part of me with them like that's how I feel about it and not to say that like a part of me doesn't go into like portraits because it it does but the abstract pieces are a lot more of me I guess Mm -hmm. and I also really just love the abstract pieces because I love when I get messages from people who tell me that they resonate with a piece um, that I've done that's abstract. Cause I know, I know of some people who are like, I don't understand what you did. Like I look at it and it's just a bunch of colors, which I, I totally like respect. Like not everybody gets art or is into art like that, but I've had some people message me about pieces that I've done simply like from my own experiences and they've been like I resonate with this piece like when I look at this piece it takes me back to this time in my life like I Mm -hmm. I feel like a connection to this piece and I think that is one of the greatest things about art is that I can paint something that comes from me and my life and my experiences and that translates into something completely different from somebody else that's magic that (laughs) is so magic yeah, it's 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 so powerful. So I love that. I love when people can connect with my work, all of my work. And, and I've been thinking a lot about um, sharing, you know, my abstract work just because like that is another part of me. And that is also you said. what I started doing when I painted it. Well, I didn't start doing like portraits when I started painting. It was all abstract work. So, and even in, in your portraits, there is kind of a bit of an abstract layer kind of in the background, right? Is that what you right. would call it? Yeah. So when I do my portraits, I always start the background first. And usually okay. like, because my- I'm looking at one of Beyonce is, right now. FYI, everyone who's listening and it's incredible. You're looking at what? 
one of the ones you did a Beyonce, the Queen Bee Vogue painting, which is incredible. (laughs) Yes, I've done a few of Beyonce, Queen Bee. But yeah, when I do, when I do the portraits like sometimes I don't even know who's going on what I I always do Mm. the backgrounds first so that's what takes a lot of the time as well and especially because I do use a lot of texture there's so many layers so there's a lot of drying time that's another thing a lot of people don't realize is takes a long time for each canvas to dry and then once one layer dries I'm adding more and depending on how I want the texture to look like it could take me a couple weeks just to get just the background done um but usually I I start the background first and then and then I'll draw on the portrait and then I I'll paint okay yeah but I always start the, the backgrounds first well I'm excited for you to start sharing some of your abstract work more because it is something that like you said like just the fact that like I really love art and and the fact that you said like every person who sees that or takes that home they get something else from it but it's still right. a part of you and it's just that interpretation becomes so personal and it's like it's yeah. it's beautiful and I'm helping you get, you people you're helping people yes which is what I love <laughs> you're so I love talented. to know that it's helping people Absolutely. And it's so inspiring. Like I just, I'm really into your overthinker piece. That's, I think that's one of my favorites. Me, I love, there's like that, that black and white series or cream. I'm those ones are incredible. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, Thank you. (laughs) Marika, this has been so much fun to chat with you and learn about your process and your journey, because I think for most people, like they don't, most people don't hear kind of the honest journey that people go through. And Mm -hmm. it's incredible to hear what a role art has played in your life from coming out of the closet, from learning to express yourself, from actually like helping cope with really challenging times in your life. And then to see the beauty that comes out of that. Thank you for sharing. It's been a time. It's been a journey. That's for sure. (laughs) It makes me, well, I'm going to, I'm doing a paint night. I know this is like not up to (laughs) your level, but on Friday, we're doing it like a remote paint night with um, our team. And I'm so excited because I've always been really interested in painting. I'm like, I just want to see what happens. Yeah, that, that sounds awesome. You know, you never know. You might be starting to sell paintings in a couple of weeks. Channel Marika when you're doing it. I'll call you. (laughs) I'm going to. But but that's kind of even beside the point is like if you're good at it, but you do it and you enjoy it, it just feels like a creative outlet. I think that that's well, that's the thing. I think important. I don't think you have to be necessarily good at it. Like when I started painting, I didn't think about. I was good at it. I didn't even think about. It didn't matter if I was good at uh, if it didn't matter if I was good at it because it was helping me. And I think that's, that's the most important thing. And, and that's something like, I've never done paint nights. I've had people ask me to like host them and stuff, but I just don't have patience for that. (laughs) I just want to like paint what I want to paint, but I would also be just horrible at it because I would just say to people, paint what you want. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what are you feeling like right now? Just paint that. 
I'm going to paint next. I'm going to paint supplies. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to paint something that I feel like, and I'm going to show it to you, Marika. And then you're going to be like, okay, but you shouldn't do that. <laughs> no, no. I, Sarah, actually, I think we should do this one day. Like let's put some music on together and just like paint and see what comes sure. up. I would absolutely <laughs> love that. I'm I'll down. Do like your own Zoom. Yeah. This will be great. I love it. I am down. I think. I think you guys, sh- I think you guys are going to enjoy doing the painting and I hope that it's something that you can like add into your daily routines. Like, I hope that it helps you guys mentally, emotionally, whatever, you know, you never know. I think I mean, it's important that everybody finds know. an outlet and yes. it doesn't even have to be art, but Agreed. I think for your mental health, it's so important to have something that helps you. It could be meditating, mm. cooking, baking, cleaning, like whatever. It doesn't even have to be like creative. It's just, every, I think everybody should have a thing. Yes. You know, mm, that they oh. enjoy. Yeah. We love that. Marika, before so we much. wrap, mm-hmm. we want to ask you two questions. But the first one is what is lighting you up right now? What are you excited about? I'm really excited for Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really excited it. for Christmas. Christmas is like, it's my favorite holiday out of the whole year. Um, my grandmother growing up, she used to make it a big thing for us. So um, it's bittersweet because, you know, we've lost some, some loved ones, but just, I think even this year, just trying to make it even more special with everything that's going on. It's definitely changed my perspective on how I look at life and, I really try to focus just on the little things now and like even just putting this on today boosted my mood. Like oh. I got my Christmas headband on. I'm feeling good. <laughs> Gonna watch That's a Christmas good. movie, have some oh. eggnog latte. Oh yeah, you're you're in on the eggnog now. I am in on the I can't believe it took me 29 years to get on this train. <laughs> you hated it really the good. Sarah just had one, I think. I just finished my nightly eggnog. Oh, it's actually like delicious. It's amazing. It's it was a little bit of magic. I remember that night when I posted on my story, I was like, holy smokes, like this is actually like I was not exaggerating. I was like, wow. <laughs> it's what have I been doing like, all this time? You can't describe what it is. It's just delicious. That's it. It's Christmas in your mouth, honestly. Yes. It's Christmas in your mouth. I love this. That's a great description. All right. Our last but not least, we're going to play a round of Queenie Grams, Marika. This is a made up game of ours. Very easy. We're all going to go around and have a turn, but you're going to go first. And all you have to do is pick a number between one and a hundred. And I'm going to ask you a question. Oh, okay. Um, 55. All right. Let's see what we got here. Oh, what is your go-to dance move? <laughs> well, let's just say there's a lot of thrusting going on. <laughs> the hips are moving. If I have a little bit of a line or something, they're moving a little bit more. Side to side. But it's usually the hips. Yes. I always start with the hips. No matter what, what kind of music I'm listening to, it's like the hips just, they just move. They do their own thing. I have no control over them, honestly. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm with you. I do Sarah. Sarah drops to the floor. <laughs> I was just I'm always I, squatting. 
I've it I've like hurts the, my knees. I've done the drop into the floor. Um, I sometimes I think I'm Magic Mike. I've been told. <laughs> we love that. I I, I haven't does done too. that in a while, but um, yeah, that's another move. Sometimes it takes just like a little extra beers to get me to that liquid courage. Over any day. I'm gonna send you a video of me dancing. You're gonna die. <laughs> Let's just have a zoom, our own zoom of us painting, painting, drinking wine, and dancing. Oh my yes. god, that would be a treat. Are into it? Ash, pick a number for me. I'm gonna go with 84. 84. Good golly. <laughs> okay. If they could talk, would you rather have a conversation with a dog or a cat? Um, I think a cat. A cat? What? Only because I feel like I want to know. I don't know as much about them. I want to know what a cat is thinking because you don't know what they're thinking. Okay. You know, that's they're, fair. They're, they're like up to no good. I mean, I'm disturbed by your answer. This is why I love this question. It's so stupid. I was like, why did she not say dog? Because dogs are lovely. I feel like it would just be like a very calm, normal conversation where a cat, I'd be more interested to be like, tell me about your Oh, all day. <laughs> okay, Sarah, right. you go. All right, I'm going. Um, bubbles or no bubbles in your wine? That was number 24. So- this time of year, I'm going for bubbles. I think until like January 15th, I'm still in this holiday phase. And it's all like about sparkles and bubbles and eggnog. And eggnog. eggnog. <laughs> so <Eggnog>. that's <laughs> hot chocolate. Yes. Give Cookies, it to us. Candy like, cane, we want it all. Mint, mocha, whipped, everything. Everything. Yeah, there's we no want rules in December. You eat what you want to eat, you drink what you want to drink. You know what? There's been no rules in 2020, so let's just keep this going. Yes, no rules. Follow I also heart. have no, no rules. rules. I have basically no rules until February, and then I'm like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, I, I think life needs a few rules for me. <laughs> so you, you hit a wall eventually. I hit a wall eventually, but I can get about a solid two months before that wall really <laughs> hits me. Keep keep on that high. Just keep going. <laughs> yes. Marika, where can people find you and where can they find your art? Yes. Tell us. Okay. Well, you, they can find me on Instagram at it's Marika star two R's. Um, and they can also find me at sachiart.com. My link is also in my bio on Instagram Perfect. if they're interested. And also, um, Saatchi art, I can sell worldwide. So it's not just like locally. Yes. It's everybody around the world in Canada. They can see my I'm amazed. And you have art in Mauritius. So all the way on the other side. I have art in Mauritius. I think that's the farthest my art has gone so far. For now. For now. Yes. (laughs) For now. (laughs) So if you want to check out Marika's art and follow her, definitely do it because it's a treat for the eyes. (laughs) It really is. Like I've been scrolling and scrolling this whole time and I'm like, oh, so gorgeous. Warning for anyone that follows me on Instagram. It's not just art. It's kind of like art. My dog here and there. A lot of me and my ridiculousness. So yeah. It's more, but it's so charming. We love it. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was going to say, this is just a, a bigger reason to follow you. You've got all the entertainment. <laughs> Occasionally there's some singing sprinkled in there. So Occasionally there's some singing. Um, might have a Carlton dance at some point. Yes. Your onesie. My Christmas sweater. <laughs> um, trying to learn on my crutches. It's not been easy, but I'm going to try and do my best for everybody. <laughs> and just look like a complete fool but if it makes people laugh and makes them happy this time of year I'm all for it <laughs> we love that that's amazing thank you so much this has been so wonderful and I can't wait till we have our art wine and dance party Rival yes Queen I'm I'm pumped Marika. for this I'm so pumped thank you guys for like reaching out and even wanting to like talk to me I hope I didn't ramble too much I hope what I no. makes sense because <laughs> I tend to ramble and put a lot of stories in no, together. It was perfect. So. Okay. This, <laughs> as long no. as you guys approve. We fully approve. This was I like I was just so happy listening to you. This was fabulous. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to share this episode with a friend. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review. You can find us on social media at Rival and Queen. 